I don't think as humans we built to um, do everything on our own in this world. We're not built that way. Yeah. It's like community is essential. You know, family is essential. It's like, you know, we were we were social creatures, you know? But it's like, I was such on a path to do it all myself, get it all by myself that, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna be foolish and live in my car when I didn't have to. Hey, this is Kashara, and you are listening to Undiscover Worth, the podcast. Um, on this episode, I have a really cool conversation with Janiel about his defining moment through the experiences with his cousin. Um, we also talk about the importance of community and how moments of our lives can really transform the way that we view the experiences of others. If you like this podcast, as always, be sure to share with your friends, rate and subscribe. Enjoy. I'm super excited that you want to tell me your story um, because a lot of times people are like not necessarily willing to be honest. I think we're entering a new like phase now, like in our culture where people are more willing to like tell their stories and stuff. So I'm really excited to hear yours. Okay. I mean, I got a few stories, but the one that's, um, I guess really, it's really more on my mind right now. It happened, let's see, it's 2018. So this happened last year, I want to say around February, January or February it happened. And um, even to go back a little bit more, that summer, you know, I was, you know, I was living in Foley. Um, like I said, I work at the Copper Kettle. And um, I'm really good friends with the owners there. Mm-hmm. And one the owner I live with her. And um what happened was, I mean, the place I'm living at, I moved back there. It was like for me, I just feel like I have a family again, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like it was neat. So it's like I really grew attached to the people. But I went back to Mobile um just to go visit because my grandma on my stepfather's side, you know, she ended up getting brain cancer. Mm. So I decided, you know, go back, kind of pay my respects while she's still alive, you know. And uh, I ran to one of my cousins there. And uh, he asked for a ride. So, you know, I gave him a ride. He really know where he was going. And, um, you know, I, I read the Bible a lot. So he saw the Bible in my car. And um, you know, he started flipping through it. And um, when he did that, I guess he found what he was looking for in there. And he said, well, I need to, he said, it's time like he had a warrant out for him. And it's like, at this time, you know, what's the stuff called? Joe, Mojo. You ever heard of that stuff? It's like a drug, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's stupid, like literally stupid. I mean, it's just, um, it really, it changes you like quickly. And, um, it's like if you if you're around somebody who's on it and you see them while they off of it, totally different people. Mm. And um, he definitely was on it at the time. And um, so I'm feeling for him because I mean you probably know he went to Murphy. I'm not gonna say his name just yet, but um, 
it was just, it bothered me because you know I saw I knew how he was at one point and then see him at that, but um I felt like he really wanted to make a change, so I said, all right, look, you turn yourself in, you know. When you get out, I guarantee you, I can get you a job, I can get you um, I can basically get you back on your feet if you want to. And um, he agreed to it. So that day, you know, we took him to jail. He turned himself in. So you know, I had made him that promise that I'd take care of him. Uh, a few months later, he got out on bail. However, that works. And um, he was homeless again. Mm. And um. So, you know, and I, I don't make a lot of promises because I feel like once you make a promise, you should keep it. Yeah. So I had to make promises because I don't, I don't know if I can keep them all. So, but when I do make a promise, it's like, I got to keep it. So when he told me he had nowhere to go, you know, he need help, he need help. And it's like, I remember the promise I made him. So I was like, okay, we can figure it out. And, um... It came down to me having to move from Orange Beach. Now, at this time, I'm living in Foley, but I knew I could secure a spot in Orange Beach because, um, you know, a connection I had there. So um, I linked up uh, with apartment owner that I knew, well, not owner, apartment manager that I knew. And um, she already had a place reserved for me because of a request I had made few months back, ended mm-hmm. up not needing it, but she still had it open for me. So I got my cousin over here and um, I knew, I just knew he wasn't gonna be able to do it on his own. Like I knew he was gonna need me there. I don't know if he, it was, sometimes I wonder was it me just, the control factor in me. It's like, if I'm not there, it's not gonna work out right. Cause mm-hmm. I was still dealing with that heavily. But I just, I had a feeling like if I just gave him an apartment, he was not going to survive on his own. Because like, he just wasn't mature enough, you know? Even though he was like, he was 21 at the time and I was maybe 24. Even though, you know, I moved out at 18. But at the same time, it was like different priorities, um, you know, mm-hmm. different sets. And I, just, I was ready for the jump. I didn't think he was ready for it. And he wasn't. But, um, so I moved him over there. I moved out of the place I was in, which was really hard. But I did it. And uh, so, basically, I had to start over again at Orange Beach. So, it was kind of working out. Um, there's a lot of differences. Um, you know, I felt like I was raising the sun, basically. Mm. Yeah, I can't be. I mean, I wasn't digging it. Cause um, and then it was like it was just, just taking in a lot, you know. I don't, I don't deal with disrespect the best. And it's like I just felt like he wasn't really being considerate of some things. And I probably have my um, my play in it too, you know. I know, feel like I am more mature in ways. You know, I did let my anger get to me at times, and you know, it just—it was a weird situation. But I'm not gonna get all into that because that's—that just, you know, setting the background for the story. What ended up happening was I ended up having to spend a lot of time in my car because 
though I though I have anger problems, I know this because I know this. I can negate them a lot by, um, you know, choosing when to, you know, go into a place or do I need to fall back. A lot of times, like, especially when I don't really know how to deal with my anger, I just stay to myself. So because it's a studio apartment at that, it was like, it was a time, it's like, I know if I went there, we're going to fight. It was just, that was it. I was at that point. <laughs> it was like, it was gonna only take a few words to set me out, so, you know. And when it really hit that point, I basically kind of just living in my van. And then, not even just that, you know, I don't want to put it all on him. There's other things going on in life. Like, for example, it was a girl, you know, pretty sure I was in love with. It's hard to admit it, but I was. And, uh, you know, I felt like she did me wrong. I'm not mad at it because I know her so well. So I, like, cause I can see you doing that. But at the same time, had to recover from it, you know. Mm. When you open your heart to someone, it's like it don't work out like you want it to. Especially when you start building your life around that ideal. Yeah. So when that didn't work out, that fell through. You know, having problems with the cousin. And those other things going on, I've kind of forgot maybe blacking out. But uh, I remember just being in my van. You know, I already found the storage unit. I put a lot of stuff in there. Um still paying rent on the apartment because like though my cousin like really ticking me off still believe i still believe him to this day but um it came down because he also you know you gotta pay rent you gotta pay his um po officer and it's like it just he wasn't the best with his money and like i'm a better with my money than he is so it's like not only was he wasn't good with his money, he wasn't listening. And so it's like, for me, that's a bad situation because like, cause I care so much for him. Whenever something happened to him, I feel like it's happening to me. Mm. Because it's like, now I feel responsible because I brought you over here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I took on a lot. I probably shouldn't took it on. But um, the defining moment for me, though, was I was like, I was in my van. Um, cause my, I work in Orange Beach too at public, so I would go to my van and I work overnight. So to get sleep, I used to just go to my van, drive towards the beach and just sleep there. And, um, I remember I was at a moment, it was like a little bit, that same week where I broke up with my girl, I was telling myself, it's like, well, at least I can go to work. Because it's like, <laughs> I love to work. But I knew that was it. That was the only <laughs> thing I had at that moment to keep me going. I can go to work. I can still still make money for myself. I can still provide for myself, you know. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was like, oh, what? Come down to it. I'll buy a house somehow. I just, I knew I can do it, you know. I just, I don't know how to stop. That's one thing I don't know. I, I can slow down a lot, but I always got to keep going. But, um. As I was laying there in my van, you know, just looking up at the ceiling, like that defining moment for me was like, I just, you know, I just heard that voice, like you've been here before. Mm-hmm. It may didn't look the same, but it's like, I have been there before so many times where I just, just at the end of my rope. And it's mm-hmm. like, I just don't know what's next. I don't know what's gonna happen. 
my plans just crashed and burned again and again and again. But it's like I still had like that the small bit of hope just because, you know, when I was breathing, you know? Yeah. One because still had a band that's like you know, it looked really bad, but it's like because I knew I could physically work and I knew I could provide, I knew that I could think. It just I knew that I still keep going forward, and um, I lied to you not. That next day, um, Miss Robin who was the owner of the Copper Kettle, one of them. She gave, me, she sent me a text message, and you know I, I deal with pride too heavy, so I, I don't really like to ask for help. At least back then, I do better now. <laughs> but the time I was, I was ready to fend for myself. She sent me a text. She said, "If you want to move back in." You know, you can do that. Mm. And you know, that was uh, a huge blessing for me. It's like, because I didn't ask, you know. I wasn't going to ask. Mm-hmm. I was, I just, I had to make it on my own type deal. And when she asked me that, it was like, it was, it just, really a shining light in my life. Because of course I jumped on it. Okay, not right away. I'll be honest, <laughs> not right away. Even in that moment, it's like, think about it you know yeah <laughs> because it's like i was dead set to make it on my own it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna live in my car i'm gonna make this money I'm gonna get a house i'm gonna I'm do it but she let me back in it was it kind of it helped out a lot because i didn't know it's a damn but i was really changing like i was coming really bitter it's like mm. except cousin he doing what he do the girl i love like We've been best friends for years. And it's mm. like, I felt betrayed by her. There's other people in my life I felt betrayed by, you know, part of me felt dumb because, you know, certain decisions I made, like, I, even business decisions I made, I try to venture out to different things. You know, my partner's kind of shady. You know, all this stuff yeah. that I had enough. It, it really put me on the edge. So it was like, it's like I was definitely a ticking time bomb, but but that that was the defining moment because like it was like 2017 was a tough year all that happened in 2017 because even when I moved back in it was like it got better yes I had to deal with a whole lot of emotional baggage and distress yeah and you know it's like I didn't realize how much of a toll that took on me until you know I start seeing how I'm interacting with people, you know, I'm like a lot rougher, trust issues, like high, you know, second guessing everything people telling me. But um, I will say, you know, throughout that year 2017, you know, I did get back on my feet. You know, things did get a lot better. And um, to the point like now it's 2018, like I feel like a, I'm really thankful for that year. You know, everything that happened, I don't I don't regret it. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm glad it happened because it's like it really pushed me in a whole nother level, you know. And now that I'm in two thousand eighteen, it just I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, I just got a lot of hope. It's like I just wake up and just just being alive is good for me and it's like my expectations, I don't even know if I have them right now. They're probably there, but they're not like my focus. Yeah. Like, it's really not. I just, I just, I believe in myself. 
And it's like, especially after going through all that, and it's like, I'm ready to go through more if I have to. I just know I'm good, you know. I know God got me. And it's like, yeah, you know, he had me for a long time. Because it's how I started coming out my house, like my parents' house. I started living in my car. It just, you know. So it's like, I'm always being humble because I'm not the most humblest cat. But I can't say I accept it when it comes. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Um, Well, what happened I guess between you and your cousins, like, like, how did you moving affect y'all's relationship? Mm-hmm. How did you and how did that, move and up? Mm-hmm. How did that um, affect y'all's relationship? Well, I seen them again after our grandma died, the one that had cancer. She did die. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I can't really speak from his side. I don't know how he feel about it, but um. I definitely have little trust for him. Mm. And it's like, um, I love him, but I can't, I have no desire to see him. Because it's like, I gave a lot. And it is what it is. I mean, I don't give and, you know, expect anything in return. Well, I take it back, I respect, I expect respect in return. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't respect it. I mean, expect anything materialistic or nothing like that. But um, it was like, I really felt like he abused that a relationship. So it's like, it's not that I, I do want to be there for him, uh-huh. but I can't because something within me that won't allow me to, rather it's my heart, emotions, or what. But it's like, if I open that door again, he can't make me do anything. He can't. It's like, he just can't. But it's like, I'm more afraid what I would do, you know? Because mm. it's like, I feel like if I reach out, you know, and I let you back in, it's like, I'm more on edge if you do something wrong, I might snap, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't really know my limitations, you know? I just know I'm human, I'm a man, and it's like, you know, it's like, how much would I take before I just go off? But, I mean, I still follow him on Facebook. Like, what's funny was I was looking at his Facebook today. I still keep tabs on him. I know where he at. You know, stuff like that. I still care from a distance. But um, I do know I gave my all. And I'm like, I'm really hoping that, you know, he takes it and run with it. I do. I want that for him. Yeah. So, because, like, even... Like, I can't be bitter towards him now because it's like, I got to look at how it was to my mom's, you know? My mom, she gave me her all. But it's like, a lot of times I couldn't see that. Mm. So it's like, it took me getting away from her to really grasp better. I still don't think I understand all she did for me. I, I think every time I think about her, I, like, I realize more and more what she have done for me. Or when I talk to somebody about her, I was like, oh, yeah, she did that. She did that. I didn't appreciate that as a kid. But it took me getting away from my mom to realize that. And uh, I hope that for my cousin. But I'm not as strong as my mom. I will admit that. My mom, like, when I ran from her, she chased me. I'm, I can't say I'm in that same boat to do that to other people. Yeah. So, oh, we not to everybody. I, I've done it for other people. I take that back. And I've done it for my cousin, and I think about it. 
But right now, I'm not chasing him. I pray for him, but, you know, I believe I believe he's going to make it because I still believe in him. But maybe one day we'll talk it out some more, you know. Yeah. Um, we definitely in disagreement on it. Um, we tried talking about it before. And that's the weird part. Like, I'll say something, and he'll say something, and then it's like, I'm listening, but I don't know if I'm being listened to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I'll say my piece to the next day. It was like, you definitely didn't hear what I said yesterday. Yeah. And that, you know, if I can't talk to you, then it's like, I don't know what else to do. Because when I do talk, I do express my emotions. You know, I express exactly what I'm feeling, you know. And, um, and I take a lot of thought, too. It's not like just impulsive feelings I'm really I'm working through those impulsiveness before I get to you because I don't want to just say anything I don't mean so when I already said what I meant and what I mean to you and it's like it's not getting through and it's like I don't know what else to do yeah and you know maybe there's something I gotta work on myself you know I guess I'm getting there. I hope I'm getting there but I know it's not a good situation for me on like I guess on a personal level, how has that event like affected the way you navigate through life now? Um, let me see. I don't invest in much in people. Mm. That makes sense. Like, I give. It's like I hold back more. So it's like I'll give, and it's like I'll wait for you to give some more, and then I'll give some more. It's like because. Like, the scariest part is knowing that, for example, again, my cousin, and even the girl, you know, I was with at the time, I invested so much in my heart into them, and it's like, they became so big, of a, it became such a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, like, when things were going wrong there, I didn't do it on purpose, but it's like, that affected my other relationships. And it's like, I got so many relationships with people. So it's like, for that to affect me like it did, it not only just affected my personal life, it affected basketball, it affected work relationships, it affected, you know, social things, you know, it it has such an effect on these things. And it's like, it scared me, you know, I even went to counseling for it for a little bit. Because like, I felt like I really just lost control of myself, like just, my anger was like really that more than ever. It's like I'm just ready, like to buck at anyone's, like you know. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't healthy. So, so now today, it's like I'm really watchful. It's like I don't tell everybody how I'm feeling. Like you know, it just I'm trying to be like who would really respect me. It's like I guess I love everyone, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to give myself to everyone knowing you know they might they don't count it as precious because I count believe it or not I like I try to count everyone precious like if you if you take time for me I'm gonna I'm gonna really pay attention to that time you're giving to me because it's your time and it's like because I count my time really precious like if I'm around someone if I'm giving you time and I feel like you're not really you know not really appreciating at the moment that's cool but I'm not going to give you more time until I feel like you're ready to give me more time. Because I'm going to get hurt. 
you know? Yeah. And you won't ever do it. And I can't be mad at you because, you know, you're ignorant to the situation. So it's like, it definitely taught me that. And uh, just, it also taught me a lot, like, I don't have to be responsible for everyone. Like, I took a lot of responsibility over my cousin. It's like, yo, it's a grown man, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I made my decisions, you know? I gave him the tools. It's like, it's up to him to use tools. And I feel like it wasn't just me helping him. He had a multiple people. He had such a support group, but he never took time to realize that it was always me, me, me. You know, no one's doing this for me. No one. And that was hurtful. Yeah. When I hear people go on and rant, especially close to me about no one's doing anything for me type deal, it's like, but dude, you know, you got a lot of people doing stuff for you. And it's like, you know, just even just being black, it's like, sometimes I feel like, you know, I know black people go through a lot. Yes. Sometimes I think some black people, you know, take the victim role. It's like, it's like, dude, some of these situations is from your choices, you know? You know, you got to man up. It's like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's hard out there, but it's like, you got to take responsibility for your actions too. It's like, you know, rather it's like, you know, well, you know, I had life hard, but it's like, yo, you have better education than me. Your mama did so much for you. It's like growing up, you have better clothes than me. It's like, you had it. It's like, don't, I'm the last person. Like, even though I don't come off, you know, as the roughest person, you know. You know, I didn't really get into, you know, the whole drug, yeah, I didn't do the gang stuff. I was still right there, you mm-hmm. know. I was still seeing it, you know. I make I might not make the same choice. I don't expect people to make the same choices I made. But it's like if I could take responsibility for my actions, you need to take responsibility for yours. It's like it, I mean, the world you can't you can't be a victim. It's like you're a champion, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you to take that. It's like and even if you have, you know, justification to be a victim, I don't see them as that way. But even if you have justification, you still don't want to stay in that road. It's like, you got to rise. It's like, you do. It's like, because yeah. you're just waiting on people to give you everything. Then it's like, one, you already lost your sense of pride. And it's like, and you know, he'll tell me his dream and aspirations. And like, if you really want these things, then it's like, you don't have time to be a victim. Yeah. You know, you, you got to get up and get it. And it's like, so stuff like that frustrates me because I'm hard working. I pride myself in working hard. That's what I do. It's like, and I mean, that's the way to go. I don't, I don't know another way. And it's like, I know people in his family that's hard working, which is my family too. It's like, yo, it's like, I'm very empathetic, but at the same time, I try to be real with people. I got a soft spot, but it's like, to back that soft spot up, I gotta I gotta stay real with people because I know babying people is not setting them up for success, you know. Yeah, I mean it's just setting them up for death. You know, I'm not gonna treat a grown man like a kid. A grown yeah. man. So it's like he'll ask me for my change. I'm like, no, bro, you, you just got a paycheck. What did you do? You know? Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, tough love I believe in. I do. I mean, no, I don't. I don't believe in tough. I believe love is tough, because like if I truly love you, it's like I got to 
go beyond just trying to please your feelings, trying to, you know, make sure you are, I don't know, you get in your way constantly, you know, I can't do that, you know, I'm not that person. And it's like, I told him, if you want me to be there for you, you want me to be real, I'm gonna be real. He wanted that. And I think, especially with today's culture, you know, with music, everyone speaking like real this, real that. And like a lot of times, people don't know what real is, you know? Yeah. You know, especially what gives me the whole, the real nigga thing, <laughs> it makes me laugh. It really makes me laugh because it's like, it's like, cause like, I believe that word, you get, it can be so, you can go so many ways with it. But um, I remember, um, Ludacris a long time ago, Carol. So I think it was Ludacris and uh, Pimp C. Bang <laughs> Bundy. One of the two. But um, explaining what a real nigga was. And it's like, it was really contradictory. It's like, okay. So to be real, it's like, it's cool to rob, but at the same time, you want someone to be real with you. It's cool to lie, but you want someone to be real with you. It's mm. cool to treat a woman a certain way, but you want somebody to be you know, want somebody to be real with mm. you. It's like, you can't have both. It's like, I honestly believe to be real, it's like, you coming from an honest spot in yourself. You gotta have real love. Because when you love someone, you go beyond those attachments and you go beyond just that initial emotional response. Like, like me, if I had a billion dollars, I'm not gonna give someone just any kind of car they want. Because like because I love them, it's like I know you're not ready for this car. You're not ready for this horsepower in it. You're not ready for the the elegance, the nice stuff. You don't know how to take care of it. You're not ready for this bill. You're not ready for the car insurance. You're not ready for the responsibility of having this car. So because I love you, I'm gonna give you something that I believe you can handle. I'm not gonna try to appease you for the moment. You know, then you go out there and kill yourself. That mm. ain't. It ain't, it ain't just love. That's just me loving the reaction I can get in that moment. But if I love you, I'm going to make sure you understand the situation that's going on. And that's what I honestly believe I did with my cousin. So I have no regrets. Yeah. So, and I believe he's smart. I, I know my cousin really. I tell him that all the time. I always tell him he's brilliant. Like, even in the realness, I don't, I never... What's the, I never spoke down on him. I never called him outside his name. Never, you know what I'm saying, made him less than what he was. Because I believe in him. It's like I always, I know he's brilliant. I know he's smart, clever. I know he's strong. I know he can go get it. And I constantly told him that. And because I believe that in him, I hold him to that, that high expectation because that's what he's supposed to do. I'm not going to. Not going to lower the bar for you because you're too lazy to go get it. Mm. You got to go get it. Yeah. So. Well, I think going back to what you said about you can't be responsible for any for like everybody. Um, I think that's really powerful because a lot of times that takes people like an entire lifetime to get to that place of realizing like I'm only responsible for myself ultimately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's really profound. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it sucks that you had I mean, to go I through could, all of that to get to that point to realize that, but <laughs> it took a long time to realize that. I've been in a lot of different situations. 
Like I love, I got a lot of friends. My friends are my family to me. So, because I'm closer to my friends than my family. Mm. So it's like, you know, I mean, I got my immediate family, but it's like my family as a whole is like, you know, it just, I don't, I'm not that close with them. I don't vibe that well with them. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not because we're doing anything wrong. It's just, I don't have that quality time spent with them. So if I go to like a family gathering, I'm, I'm quiet because I'm trying to figure out what you think of me, what's going on, how to act. I see everyone laughing because they have memories together. I got, I don't, I don't have those memories with them to share, you know? Yeah. So, but with my friends, I have plenty of memories. And even when I moved over this way to um, Baldwin County, it was like my whole life changed, you know? I was the only one over here for me, like no family, uh, no friends, it was just, me so i had to rebuild you know and um and day by day i did so i remember i remember when i got my studio apart my first one and um and that was such a humbling moment because it's like i remember i went to a church it was um, a baptist church and i really did not want to go uh, again i was living in my car and the same mindset like i'm a I'm gonna get it on my own, live in my car till I figure it out. And uh, I just, I went there on a whim and um, went to this Bible study, nothing but old white people. I'm just, so it was like, I'm a young black man with these old white people. It just, and they loved me. Like, they <laughs> loved, loved, loved me. It was like, it was so weird. Like, I didn't feel like I deserved that. It's like, and you know they gave me food they gave me money and it's like it really was killing me like you would think i would be happy but i wasn't because it's like i did i felt like because i did not work for it mm. it's like I, how can i take this i'm not i'm not good with handouts it just it's how my mama raised me so it's like when they was giving me these things it's like even though i'm willing to give stuff it's like being on that opposite side of that is so humbling for me because it's like I didn't know how to take that in because like to me it's like for me to be at that point it's like somewhere along the line I failed you know mm-hmm. which was the truth and it's like through that humbling experience I realized you know people go through hard times you know um, I don't think as humans we built to um do everything on our own in this world. We're not built that way. Yeah. It's like community is essential. You know, family is essential. It's like, you know, we were we're social creatures, you know? But it's like, I was such on a path to do it all myself, get it all by myself that, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna be foolish and live in my car when I didn't have to. <laughs> and like through those old folks, you know, old folks do those do those nice people end up you know building my connections with people end up meeting a, a guy who can help me get an apartment you know and it's like they even I didn't even have to pay the down payment you know I had just enough money you know I told myself I'll never work at McDonald's and I'm working at McDonald's you know they gave me a job I didn't even think I was gonna get a job they're like oh, oh wow. I'm gonna try you out really and I ended up loving working at McDonald's. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I did. 
And I remember being in my studio apartment, it's like just there. Had a library next door. You know, I would just go there and just had this this boom box. I don't know where I got it from. I just go borrow CDs. And I was super happy because it was like humble beginnings. And it's like, you know, I'm definitely not where I wanted to be, but at the same time, I was happy where I was because it was like just endless possibilities. It's like I was independent. Mm. You know, I was out there on my own making it, you know? Yeah. And you know, trusting in God, you know? It was, it's like even that, like faith became something so different for me. It's like, because even like with faith, you know, I used to think, you know, like church, you know, I love church. Don't get me wrong. However, it's like, it was hard. So it came to a point in my life, it's like I saw it's like, I had like a church reality and I had like um, a real world reality. I like, I don't know if I'm explaining it the best, but I'm gonna try. It's like, I feel like for me, I was like in church so much, like constantly trying to figure out when the next church event, you know, how can I spend more time in that church? Mm. Church, 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 church. That church became more of a place for me really and truly it's like church is who I am it's like church is you know it's really a body you know yeah it's like you took on that that identity of Christ so it's like for me to take on the identity of Christ for me to really grasp these words that I'm constantly studying in the bible it's like I had to get outside of the building more and to realize that it's like Cause like for me, uh, strongly speak for me, being in church so much is like I lost I lost touch of the real world because it was like I expected everyone to act a certain way, you know. This is right. Why you not doing right? Mm. You know, this is what it really is. Why you not doing this? Why you not sitting like I'm sitting? But then it's like you know, I'm saying even from abortions to you know. Uh, pregnancies out of marriage to people get drunk to all this stuff it's like looking at it from the pew in the church it's like oh they're just you know what I'm saying they're just yeah. they're just wrong but then when I was out there you know when I it's like when you're humble you really don't have much room to talk it's like when, especially when people help you that you're just criticizing that's a tough spot to be in yeah. so it's like oh snap I just think this person's the worst person, but he just really helped me out. What do I do? <laughs> you know, it really changed yeah. your judgment up a lot. And then you start to, I mean, for me, I started to see myself more. It's like, you know, especially young coming out of church, down there, you know, in adulthood, now I'm put in situations where it's like, oh, I see where this person could be wrong or like, you know, I understand why some people drink more, you know. Mm. And then, you know, it put me in a spot where I had to listen more. You know, listen to people's stories. It's like, oh, it's not as black and white as I make it. It's not as like, oh, they just getting drunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or they just, or they just, I don't know, just fighting just for no reason. And it's like, I was able to see myself clearer. It's like, then I was able to see my own wrongdoings more it's like like oh you didn't have to say that to that person that way it's like oh you know that thing 
you thought was cool this whole time. That, that really wasn't cool. It was like, oh, you definitely lying to that person, but you just manipulating in your mind just enough to make it seem like you're not lying. You know, all those things really come into play. And uh, it's like, and then, you know, for me, I got a better idea who Christ was. It's like, it's like, the more I was out there, the more I feel like I becoming like him. And it's like, wow, it's like, I'm reading these scriptures from because, you know, I go in, read, it's like, oh, I just gotta, I gotta go in and tell people what they're doing wrong, gotta tell them the truth, like yada, 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 yada. Christ, he came in such love. You know, he just didn't go around just pointing out people wrong. So a lot of times he was confronted mm. by people who thought they was right. He was confronted first. And he was so confident in himself, he only had to say just enough. He didn't have to go into long debates and arguments to prove himself because he was so confident in himself. It's like, this is what it is. Mm. And it, it, everybody else put in so much energy to come against him, but he was so set on his personal mission. And it's like, that's what I'm trying to become more like, just set on what I gotta do. And like the things that come in the way, it's like, yo, I'm either gonna, I'm gonna get it right, I'm gonna get it wrong, but I know I want to be right. Not just like right for the sake of being right. I mean, I really wanna be right in my actions. Mm. And I'm willing to find out that I'm wrong, you know, and I'm willing to let go of my pride and ego. I'm willing to, you know, say, well, that don't look like how I'm doing it, but I'm gonna consider it, you know? Yeah. It may not, you know, or even just worst case, it's like, I remember when a guy, you know, he, he told me, you know, I'm driving the car, taking somewhere. He said, yeah, man, she trying to um, call the police on me, talk about domestic abuse. He, I was like, well, did you hear her? He said, well, they don't have proof. Lord, it took me everything in my power not to beat him that day. <laughs> like, in the car, we was about to fight. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I had to take into consideration like we are not in the same mindset he don't get it like I get it he don't he don't see the wrong like I, I see it he don't see the worth in his this woman he loved like I see it cause if he did he definitely wouldn't have did it mm. so it's like if I would have been impulsive I would have been right in my mind at the moment to hit him but it wouldn't have solved anything Cause we would just been two fighting dudes right there in that car. I probably would have crashed. And then, you know, I had to explain it to the police. Like, yeah, man, this is why I have da 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 And I would still be in the wrong cause I hit him. But it's like, because I was able to find patience somewhere, you know, it gave him another chance to like, cause like the time you didn't have a lot of friends, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I was able, you know, hopefully I was able to, you know, to point him in the right direction. Say, yeah, man, that's wrong. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, he's been wrong before. But it's a lot of times, like even as a kid, I'm really big on like explaining to kids. Like if I tell them no, or I tell them don't do that. I got to give them a reason. Because it's, it's wrong to tell somebody not to do something and not to give them a legitimate reason. It's like... 
Like, you tell me no. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it around you. But I still think I'm right in doing this action. Because I, I don't see a consequence. I don't mm. see why it's wrong. So it's like, life is weird. It's, it's complex. It's, yeah. You know, it's not straightforward like I would like it to be. But just ride these ways, you know. So I don't even know how I got to all that. No, it was really good. <laughs> well, I guess looking forward, I mean, life takes you all kinds of places and opportunities come up. So it's really hard to be like, oh, where do you see yourself five years from now? But where would you like to be this year, even just this year? This year? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. I know. Like, I'm being honest with you. It's like the reason I don't want to say it because I feel like I'm going to create an expectation. <laughs> but I know where I want to be. To be honest, like, I do want to get married one day. Like, that's a huge thing for me. It's like, I want to get married. You know, I want to, you know, start a family and stuff like that. Like, to be honest, like, that is my dream job. You know, to be a father, to be a husband, you know, to mentor my kids, to be there in their life. That's like, that's my dream job because it's like naturally I feel like I am a provider it's like I can make it happen like as long as I have a reason if I have a reason I can do that's like one of my philosophies if I don't have a reason I don't see a reason to do it it's like so it's like for me it's like family um, wife kids that kind of deal it's like it just, it, it gives me energy you know, like you know, that drives me. It's like, I write better. Like, when I'm in a relationship, it's like my writing, it produces more. When I'm not in a relationship, it's a struggle. It's like, like that's just that's just me. So it's like, of course, I would love to find a woman this year. And it's like, I always find a woman. I think I find, like, multiple women every year. They just don't work. <laughs> so, like, for real, like, just a, two weeks ago, I just came out of this situation. I was like, ah. That was gonna work, but it did. <laughs> um, you know, it's that um, wanna. I get better at finances every year, and um, that's something I really enjoy. Um, money is not like a. It's a priority, but it's not the biggest thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, like I said, I've had a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. I feel like money comes and goes for me. It's like, I spent a lot of money, not just on myself, but like, you know, I give a lot of money. It's like, money is, is definitely a tool to me. And, you know, I'm under the belief that I I feel like already I have all the money I need. Like, it might sound crazy, but I feel like it's a bank account that the money is always going to be there because for me, it's like when I need it, it's there. When I don't need it, it's either there or not there. But it's like I'm always making it. It's like money is not to make it or break it for me. Because it's like, it's like if I have a lot of money and I don't have good health, then boom, dang. If I have a lot of money, I don't have anybody, you know, around to enjoy the money with, like, with dang. You know, yeah. it's like, so. But for me, I do enjoy making money. I enjoy that. The fi- finances is like a game to me. 
it's a it's a really huge game, but it's like I have fun with it. It's like I have fun paying bills. As crazy as that sounds, like I have fun looking at my credit score going up. It's like it's fun to me. It's like I can do it. It's like I can play this game all day. It just it gets weird when I see that you know it brings so much struggle to people's lives. You know, and I, I to be honest. I don't think it brings struggle to people's life. I believe it's just, it's just the handling of money, you know? Cause like, that's another huge part. I realized that no matter how much money I give, I may never fix a person's problem. Mm. In time, it's like, it's people that made more money than me. I just, you know, working out on a McDonald's check. It's like, they come asking for money. It's like, bro, it's like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, you, you got way more than me. How how in the world? Why am I keep providing you with money? If you got you you got a better job than me, you got a better spot than me. You got better a lot of materialistic things. I mean, it's like how am I, how am I buying this and you're not? And that's when I you know eventually I came to a realization. It's like you know it's like wisdom is key. It's like to have a lot of money and no wisdom. It's like having no money. Because mm. it's constantly getting blown. Like I don't know how true this is, but it's like a good reference to me. It's like you know Tyrese Gibson. You know, you the dude in um Fast and Furious. Yeah. Okay, I just never knew his last name. <laughs> you got all this money, but it's like you like you know you crying because you're not gonna make more money from a role. It's like what happened to all your money? Yeah. It's like check is way bigger than mine. And so it's like. What's going on? And it's like, I use that loosely because I, I don't know what antics have been playing in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I notice people, it's like lifestyles make a difference. Like, again, it's like if you spend all your money on entertainment, you're not going to have it for what you need for the important things. You spend money on just pleasure, just to look good, you know, to impress people. It's like, it's no true benefit. In that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you gotta do things in moderation so but yeah I I do see myself being like by by December of this year I don't know how I'm gonna look financially but I know I'm gonna be good a lot better than I am now I just I know I just I know it's like I've learned so much about money I'm still learning about money it's like constantly learning how to just be diligent with it it's like just However that looks, it's gonna look good, you know. Um, also, Snooks Youth Academy. It's like for me, it's like I want that to be have more volunteers. Like by December, I want to be like inspiring more people to really, you know, help out their communities. Like, cause the one thing I don't, I dislike is like the constant going in circles of problems. It's like constantly complaining and like, I don't like broken records. Mm. Like constantly complaining about the same thing, but making no, no footsteps to get it better. That bugs me. So it's like, if, if you want for your community, you better be ready to like put in the work. Like I just, I can't sit back and just blame everyone on TV, the government, everyone around me, when 
I'm not doing my role. Right? It's a big role or small role. No matter. You got a role to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a role to play. So it's like, you know, if I if I want better, I got to be out there making better. Like, for example, um, I love, I love, if I was still living a little bit, I love Pritchard a lot because I'm from Pritchard. But I hate that Pritchard is still seen as such an eyesore. It's like, okay, do we want Pritchard to be better? That's the first question because, like, I see no point in fighting for a cause if you're just going to find identity in your cause. If you just find identity in your cause, I mean, if your cause disappear, you have no no point to live anymore. Mm. So I want to put only energy just to, you know, to support the cause, but it's like you're not trying to, you know, make better. You know, it's like you're just another person out there speaking your opinion. I'm over opinions at this point because it's like, yeah, I mean, and it's probably because I was over my own opinion. Like everything I think I dislike, it starts with me. I see myself in it, and it's like, if I'm trying, I try to be more patient with people because, like, if I'm going hard at somebody, it's because I see a flaw in myself most of the time, or I saw myself in that. So it's like, I get mad and I'm hard on myself at times. So it's like, sometimes I'll be hard on people. Or I'm really working on toning that down. But it's like, my goal for 2018 is like to really make people aware of what they can do, their options of making their community or even their country greater. It's like, you know, I'm just, I'm not gonna make anybody do it, then I'm not gonna say you should do anything, but I'm gonna make sure you know these, there's these options out there where you can make a difference. And it's like, if you choose not to, that's cool, but don't expect me to sit there and listen to you either, because it's like, my time again is precious, and it's like, if we only gonna sit here and debate and nothing gonna get solved, you know, you can you can go debate in the mirror, you can go on Facebook. There's plenty of people. <laughs> Facebook. There's plenty of people. If you just want that, you just wanna blow up some steam, go there, but I'm not the one because I got I got too much to do. It's only twenty four hours a day. I probably sleep six hours a day. So it's like the rest of that time I gotta be doing something, you know. And if, and if I'm not doing something, I gotta be resting so I can do something. I get it, I can't work all day because then I'll go crazy, I've tried. But I do know, I don't, I don't have time for, I'll take that back, I do have time for negative mindsets, but only because I know I was negative and now I got more of a positive mindset. So I will, I will give time to it for a moment because I know, like, if you're just so negative and you never see positive, then it's like you won't know what positive look like. Mm-hmm. So I'll be an example for a moment, but it's like I'm not going to let you deplete all my energy because especially with all the children out there, and especially it's like, you know, children are sponges. And I believe, you know, adults, you know, we don't got it all together. But at the same time, I do know that with children, I have more hope for them because they're still fresh in it. Yeah. You know, they're still learning more. And I do take time off for adults, don't get me wrong. But for the children's sake, it's like, I'm gonna get older before them. So, and it's like, especially like, for some over here in Foley, it's like, I guess Aaronville would be the sore spot. Man, 
man, 20 years, I don't want Aaronville to be a source spot. Yeah. You know, I don't want to look at this place forever. It forever be the, the, the scum of the earth. It should not be that way. It's like, like these people got to know that they can be better, you know? People got to know this. Like, I feel like the more you know, it's like the less ignorant you know. Like, you got to constantly learn who you are. Like, I'm constantly trying to figure out who I am. It's like, I'm constantly, like, just, I need to know more about me, not just for the sake of knowing my potential, but knowing what I can do wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I don't put anything past me. Like, I might lie to you. I can't remember the last lie I told to a person, but I know that I still have that ability to lie. I still have the ability to manipulate the situation. I still have the ability to do evil. I do. It's it's there. I can I can do it right now if I wanted to. But at the same time, the more I know that I can do that, the more I accept these things, the more I can come combat it on the inside of me. And so that's that's my fight. I believe everybody got that inner fight. And it's like that's what I just I believe in that so strongly. And I just I believe the more if I keep going to towards being right, the more I go towards that, the more I can be the way. Cause like I accept I'm a leader, you know. Like I believe everyone should rise up and be a leader in some way. It's like I believe we all, all can lead each other to something. It's like in area, in some areas I can lead it, in some areas I need to follow it. But I know for my own self, it's like in the things I know I know, I need to lead in that. I got to take responsibility for that. Because if I don't, I should not have it. So if mm-hmm. I got good things within me, I need to take those good things and be a good steward of them. But in the bad things, I need to correct when I see them. I need to be willing if someone see it in me. I got to be patient and be willing to, you know, get over my ego, which is difficult. But it's like, that's what 2018 is for me. It's just really just being there more in my community, being more intentional in people's lives, um, not being so just um, overly critical. Just, you know, it's okay when things don't go my way. You know, that's, I just want to be a better person, you know. I really, really do. I want to be so detached from my preferences and just my complaints and just my my opinions. I just want to, I want to purely do what's right. And I don't, I'm be honest, I don't completely know how to get there, but I believe I'm going to get there. I'm better than I was last year, I'm better than the year before that, before that, before that. So like at 26 in 2018, it's like I just, I really feel like this is gonna be a great year for me because like everything I've been through, it's like I've learned so much. It's just I don't know. I got I got to get it. I just and just the fact that I'm not I'm not as self-centered as I was. Mm-hmm. I still got those tendencies in me, but it's like I see the value of not being in control as much because like even when I thought I was in control I really wasn't mm. you know it was just a mindset it's like I think I'm in control so I'm comfortable thinking I'm in control but it's like you know when you when I realized how much control I wasn't and it's like things I thought was going like they were they wasn't it's like oh okay I gotta let go more 
Yeah. And I am a boy, so I don't even know to answer your question. That oh no, you answered it. Yeah, I think you answered it. Well, I have one statement and then one question. The statement is, you know, I'm going to follow up with you at the end of the year, right, to see how you're doing and if you saved money like you said you wanted to, and we're financially stable and investing in people's lives. Like I'm following up with you. That's a statement. And then my question is for people who may listen to this and are interested more in the organization that you're um, with, like, is there a website they can visit? Yes. Um, well, more Facebook would be the way to go. Mm-hmm. You put in um, Snook Youth Academy and Facebook and uh, it'll come up. How do you spell it? You, it's um, S-N-O-O-K Youth Academy. And um, it's the one in Foley. Um, the founder of that is John Snook. So I think it's another Snook Academy in there somewhere. But I can send you the link. Yeah, do that. I don't know where the other guy came from, but I know the one I'm at. It's in Foley. Yeah. Well, I think so, people would probably be interested in it. So thank you. Yeah, what's up? 